Welcome to Abracadabra, a personal and spiritual development podcast designed to inspire, expand, and empower you as you traverse your inner work. I'm your host, Jazz Bori. I'm an astrologer and a coach with a community full of 21st century women who are brave, curious, and obsessed with living in alignment with what their soul came here to be. These episodes are an invitation to your next breakthrough and a catalyst for a deeper conversation with yourself. So join me in exploring the topics that fuel the fearless pursuit of your soul purpose. podcast guys today I am dedicating this episode to the girl who feels blocked from living the life of her own dreams I am not messing around today we're gonna jump right on in because I have six six things that you could be doing that are blocking or you probably are doing that are blocking you from living in alignment with your soul purpose I didn't want to mess about today because this is serious stuff. I'm not going to lie to you. You've got one life, one life only, and you've been put here for a reason. Whether you believe in God or a higher power, I think we all have had moments in our lives where we feel or we ask ourselves, what is my purpose? What was I put here to do? Why am I here? What is the meaning of life? It is my deep, deep belief that the meaning of life is to uncover what our soul came here to do this time round and figure out how we actually do that. But we can't figure all that stuff out until we know why we're here. And a lot of people feel blocked by... Well, blocked in understanding and uncovering what that might be. So this is for the girl who feels confused, for the woman who feels a little lost right now, who is frustrated that it's just not working. Maybe you're just trying so hard. You're getting the readings. You're doing the Reiki. You're going on retreats. You're doing the courses and all the things, and it's just not coming through. And it feels like you're doing something wrong. And the not so good news, good news is (laughs) that you're right. There is something that is wrong. There's something that you're not doing correctly. And there's a shift that you can make. And I hope that today's episode cracks that open for you. And opens up where you may be going wrong. So why is this all important? Because the only thing that is standing between you and your sole purpose and you living in alignment with that is you. That is a cold, hard fact. So again, What exactly are you doing to block yourself from claiming your everything in this lifetime? And I know that's a really hard question sometimes for us to answer ourselves. And so today I want this to be a a mirror for you on your journey. And I'm going to be giving you 
the six amazing, I hope amazing, I hope they feel amazing. They might feel a little sticky. It might feel a little triggering sometimes today. Um, it might feel like I'm calling you out a little bit, but I want you to stay with me because this might be a little hard to hear because it rings so true. But after witnessing, you know, over 70 women step into and connect with and discover their sole purpose through my coaching container, Soulful Self Mastery Coaching, and after almost two years of doing this, I've seen a lot. And what I'm going to be giving to you are my, my top six here today. The top six things that are blocking you, that you're doing, that are blocking you from living in alignment with your soul purpose and living in connection with what your soul came here to be. And I really believe that if you can lean into these six things, I really feel like the gates will open, freedom arrives, and your everything is possible. And the the best news is, is that you are able to do every single person who's listening to this podcast on the face of the planet is able to do this. They're all things that you can shift. So not only am I going to be giving you the things that are blocking you, but I'm also going to be giving you the solutions as well as how to, how to shift out of those, these six things. So with that said, shall we jump right on in? I feel like we shall. So the very first one, number one, is control. Okay. Control. Let's talk about control for a second. I think I did a whole episode on control. So I'll see if I can um, link that. Um, Because I think that'd be really powerful. But number one is control. You're trying to control everything. Right? One of my mentors, my very early mentors, uh, said to me, and it was the first time I heard this, it was probably like 2018, you can't control the world, you can only control how you react to it. I feel like if you're in this world of new age spirituality and personal development and all of that, you've probably heard that quote before, but if you haven't, I want that to land straight on your heart. And remember that you, by holding on to control, if you are someone who is trying to control how other people behave, how the world perceives you, if you are desperately clinging on to your life by the skin of your teeth, You're attempting to control something that is completely out of your control that you actually cannot control. It is like trying to catch water in your hands. So I want you to look and reflect with yourself on your relationship to control. And more specifically, your relationship to controlling the things outside of you, controlling the world. The one thing you can control to a certain degree is how you react. And I was actually talking about this to a client the other day. I say this all the time. I feel like I'm. this is something that I say on repeat to my clients is you actually can't control how you feel. 
but you can control how you behave. You always have a choice. And rather than thinking about controlling how you react and controlling yourself, because I want us to live wildly and freely and express ourselves, I think the word control is probably not the best word to use here, but empowering yourself to choose and remembering your power to choose how you react and how you behave is really how you start to change your life. Okay. So it's a very common misconception, I think also in new age spirituality that, you know, you can choose how you feel. Um, and I have an issue with that because, um, I've actually read a lot of, um, psychology and psychiatry, um, books and resources that tell us that the science behind emotion is that we get the feeling first in our body. Then our mind identifies that feeling as, uh, let's choose a positive one. For example, uh, excitement. I'm excited. Okay. And then from there we react or we respond to that um to that emotion to that thought right so i want you to understand that it goes from literal feeling sensation in the body then to mind identifies that sensation in the body is excitement and then i will say something to express my excitement or do something to express my excitement. Now, most people, and when I say most people, I mean myself included, we're just on autopilot with this. This is an inherent function of our body. So we have a, we have that feeling and that all happens within a second. If we're lucky, like that's a probably long time, right? So your reaction, the the one place that we can sort of stop and choose and empower ourselves to choose. And I guess in this, in the vein of this statement control, I'm using my air quotations here, control our expression is we can choose to respond and not react. A reaction is um, basically like the difference between reacting and responding is a reaction happens without awareness. Yeah. The, the way that I always like to think about it is, you know, when you like go to the doctor and they do that thing on your knee and your knee moves without you doing anything about it, it just sort of moves. They're checking your reflexes. Reaction is like a reflex. Whereas response is intentional. How do I want to respond to this? What's my intention? That's when your quote unquote control is coming in. And that's what you can control. But I want you to not think of it as control. I want you to think of it as empowering your choice. Because you can't control how you feel. You can't stop yourself from um, wanting to, you can't stop that knot in your stomach from forming. I know I've tried a million times. (laughs) You're talking to someone who has anxiety here, right? I can't stop an anxiety attack even if I tried. I know how to respond to it instead of reacting from it. A reaction would be, you know, fetal position, rocking in the corner, 
that whole vibe, a response is, okay, what tools am I going to pull out to help me move through this? So I get my breathing exercises, you know, I meditate, I watch my thoughts, I allow them to pass, you know, whatever it may be. But I can't control the world. My anxiety, even as an anxiety disorder, is being um, triggered by something outside of me most of the time. Even if it's a thought that I had about something that happened 10 years ago, which happens sometimes, I can't control that. And so when we release control, control over our feelings and being perfect, control over the people in our life and what they think and what they say and what's happening in the world, when we release that control, what happens is a lot more peace, a lot more empowerment, but also it opens up the space for God, universe, goddess, life force to also come in and start co-creating with you in your life. It allows space for you to respond in alignment with what your soul came here to be, if you have some idea of that. But even if you don't have any idea of that, that release of control and that putting yourself in the receivership position of allowing God universe to bring that forward to you, for life to work with you, it allows energy to flow because you're literally not holding on tightly. And that's so, so important when you're wanting to live in, in alignment with what your soul came here to be and in your soul purpose, you can't control your way into it. You can, can, you can choose how you respond to the world around you. And when you're in that space, you really empower yourself. Number two, the responsibilities of how other perceive you. And I kind of touched on this just on the previous one. So the second thing that you are doing to block yourself from living in your purpose is you are taking responsibility for others and how others perceive you. Okay, this is a massive one. When I was doing my coaching certification with Natalia Benson, she made us do this pledge at the beginning of every class. It was a nine-month course of becoming an empowerment coach. And the pledge was, I accept 100% accountability for me and allow others 100% accountability for themselves. What happens a lot and what I see a lot in my clients and even just even in the intimate relationships that I have in my own life is I see people taking responsibility for how others behave, how others will perceive you sometimes before they've even said anything. <laughs> Most of the time we're assuming what other people perceive and it's this, I, what that does is it gets us, gets us, gets us stuck in this uh, like this thought loop that diminishes our confidence, that plays into the worst case scenario, and it's and it bleeds um, 
self, like being, being self-conscious, self-consciousness was what I was going to say. I don't know if that's a word. When we are taking responsibility for how other people perceive us, think about us, sometimes it's even people that we don't even know. Maybe it's like some person who might follow you maybe on social media in 10 years if you do the thing and start living in your sole purpose or start expressing yourself in your truth. Because when you are taking responsibility for how other people perceive you, you're placing your responsibility in the wrong place. Because look at the word responsibility. Response, ability, ability to respond, right? So just let that sink in for a second. Responsibility is your ability to respond. Your responsibility, your only responsibility is to yourself, yeah? If you take 100% accountability and responsibility for you and allow others 100% accountability and responsibility for themselves, you allow people to step into their power. Because let me flip it this way. It's kind of self-righteous for you to think that you could do a better job of thinking for that person. That's not loving, assuming that they need to be told exactly that they can't come to their own opinion and their own belief. That's not leading with love. Leading with love is allowing people to have that responsibility for themselves. And to be honest, that's their responsibility to work out how they want to live, how they want to think, what they think of you, the next person or whatever. Their actions, this is another one. A lot of us, particularly women, we feel so deeply responsible for our children, for our husbands, for our family, for our mothers, for our fathers. We are trained in society that in order to be a good woman, we take responsibility. We hold responsibility for everything and everyone. And the more people you can do that for, the better woman you are. It's bullshit. It blocks you from living in alignment with your soul purpose. It's too much. It's too heavy. In order to be living in alignment with what your soul came here to be, that has to be your top priority. And I might, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say it. Including your children, including your husband, including your parents, including your friends, you must come first. But when you do that, You allow them to take responsibility for themselves and how they perceive you and how they behave. Obviously, duh, if you are raising a young child, like obviously you have to take responsibility for that child and the upbringing of that person. But at the end of the day, your responsibility to yourself has to come first. It will allow you to be a better version of yourself. And I can tell you right now, your most aligned self does not take responsibility for other people's decisions and other people's behaviors. It clouds and blocks your ability to receive. It clouds and blocks your ability to move forward 
and really empower yourself to love yourself wholly and completely and pursue yourself. Because we can get so easily wrapped up in everybody else's, you know, it's not your problem. It really isn't. Okay. And obviously there's a difference between like being an asshole. Like we still want to have, you can still take a hundred percent accountability for yourself and allow others a hundred percent accountability for themselves and still be empathetic and generous and kind and loving and beautiful. Those things can exist, but in order to truly do that in, in truth and integrity, you have to take a hundred percent accountability for yourself and responsibility for yourself and stop taking responsibility for other people. So who cares what that person's going to think? Who cares what they're going to say? Who cares what they're going to do? It's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to your soul, your purpose, your dreams, your everything. So release that responsibility of, of taking responsibility for other people and just do you, babe. Concentrate on you. Number three is your ego. <laughs> so this one's probably going to be nice and short. So your ego is probably stopping and blocking you from living in your soul purpose. Okay. The ego, we love the ego in some ways. I mean, the ego is the thing that, you know, stops us from walking in front of cars and, um, you know, you know, endangering ourselves and displaying reckless behavior. But I think the ego also stops us from taking risks. The ego and the ego death is extremely powerful. And when we allow our ego to, I mean, ultimately the monks and the Buddhists will tell you, we want that to die completely. My belief is that we want to be able to put it in the backseat and let it ride because your ego is also where your, a lot of your fear lives, a lot of your pride lives in your ego. So we want to kind of put it in the back seat as we're driving. And a lot of the time, for most people, our egos are driving. So I want you to ask yourself and reflect, who's driving, my true self or my ego? Your ego can come along for the ride and look out the window and all of that beautiful stuff, but they, they've got to get in the back and they've got to be quiet in order for you to live in alignment with what your soul came here to be and for you to start really pursuing your soul purpose. Because here's the thing, the ego will say it knows everything. And I would, wouldn't be surprised if a lot of you don't even know if it's your ego or if it's you. If you can't decipher it, your ego's running the show. Yeah, your ego's really, really, really loud. <laughs> because guess what? Your ego knows nothing. Your ego stops you from be- coming into a beginner's mindset. You know nothing. This is your first time around. This is your first time here. Nobody knows what they're doing. Okay, so it's your ego that stops you from taking risks because it's prideful and it's fearful and sometimes it's scared and afraid. Your ego will stop you from jumping and leaping and taking 
life by the horns. Your ego will lead you into making decisions that aren't actually in alignment with what your soul came here to be because your ego is there to protect you, to keep you safe, to keep you small and to keep you the same. Okay, so when we drop the ego and we let that ego sit in the back seat for a while, a beginner's mindset comes online and you open up. Number four, your thoughts and your relationship to your thoughts. Your thoughts are blocking you. Sorry, it's not your thoughts that are blocking you necessarily from your soul purpose and living in alignment with that. It's your relationship to those thoughts. Meditating is a must. Okay. Everyone needs to start meditating. The reason why I want you to start meditating is not because I want you to connect with, you know, higher consciousness and rah, rah, rah. What I want you to, why I want you to meditate is because meditation allows you to reconfigure your relationship to your thoughts, your engagement to your thoughts, the conversation that you're having in your head. Meditation allows you to reconfigure that, right? So, The reason that your thoughts and your relationship to your thoughts are blocking you from living in alignment with your purpose is kind of twofold. So firstly, the thoughts in general, I think we have like over like a million thoughts a day. It's a lot of fucking thoughts. And if I had you all in a room right now, I would ask you to raise your hand (laughs) If you have even just 50-50 positive thoughts, negative thoughts, right? Let's say like best case scenario, most of the time your thoughts are at least 50-50 positive, negative. And I think that's probably for everyone on a good day. The reason that is, is because the function of your brain is to think, So a lot of people think that meditation is the art of not thinking, and that's not correct. I mean, I'm sure there are meditation um, techniques that are about not thinking thoughts, but go into your favorite meditation app, whether that's Calm or Headspace, they're never going to tell you to stop thinking because you can't, (laughs) right? So it's not... The reason your thoughts are stopping you, right, is because your thoughts are stopping you from living in alignment to a certain degree because it's the kind of thoughts that you're having. But in order to, we could look at that and diagnose that as the surface problem. But I feel like if that was the diagnosis we got, we wouldn't be a very good doctor. You know what I mean? You'd want to look one level deeper, literally just peel it back one level deeper. It's your relationship to your thoughts. Okay. 
It's your relationship, how you engage with that thought. And this is something that's in the power of now. Eckhart Tolle says, if you are thinking a thought, who is hearing the thought? Who's receiving that thought? You, your true self. Yeah. So therein lies, you might not even be aware that you actually do have a relationship to your thoughts because you're having a conversation. Most of the time, our true self doesn't talk back. It just goes "Mm -hmm," and nods nods its head very politely. Yeah. No, no more. That's what's blocking you. If you can shift your relationship to your thoughts to a neutral relationship, so you can witness them, your whole life will change (laughs) because you're not engaging with your thoughts. Because as I said, with point one, if you're having a feeling, then a thought, and then you're responding and you're reacting or reacting, it's your engagement with that thought that allows you to either respond or react. It's your ability to step back and witness your thought processes so that you can take inspired action that's in alignment. So if you are not, if you don't have a mutual, uh, sorry, a neutral relationship with your thoughts, let alone an, a, a good relationship with your thoughts, that's what's blocking you. Because how could you ever pursue what your soul came here to be, take the risks, release responsibility, let go of the ego, if that relationship is not at least neutral, right? If you create a neutral relationship with your thoughts, as I said, your life will change because you'll start to act differently, respond differently in your life. You'll actually stop reacting and start responding. And on top of all that, then you can actually choose your thought, choose your next thought and go, you know, I'm, I'm going to think this now, actually. Thank you very much. And that allows you to explore and expand on all new levels. That, my friends, is self-awareness. And the Soulful Self-Mastery Method that I created and teach all my clients starts with the first step, is self-awareness. If you can get awareness around something, you've done 90% of the job. Yeah, that's actually the hardest part. It's the part that we get stuck on for so long. And so you can actually start to pick up more information that is uh, important for you in uncovering um, that soul purpose and living in alignment. You can start to get in connection with all of your creativity and your ideas and your expansion If you allow that space and create that space within your thoughts. Number five is your identity. Your identity is blocking you from living in your soul purpose. Your connection and almost like our, it's almost like it's like a codependency on like, well, this is who I am. The amount of times I've heard people say, well, I can't change. This is who I am. I'm like, well, were you born this way? And some people say yes. (laughs) But everything that that we believe about ourselves is taught. 
That's true. You, when you were born, you were a blank slate. So your identity is not linear. It's not set in stone. Yeah? It's your belief that it is. So I want you to get excited about who you could be. What could happen. The possibilities of who you could become. How do you know what your truth is if you haven't explored everything? And this is not an easy one. This is probably one of the hardest ones out of all of them. You know, in the queer community... Well, queer people go through this by default, but cisgendered heterosexual people, they don't because of the society that we grew up in. They don't have to go through this sort of self-analysis because it's quote unquote normal to be cis and straight, right? So if you talk to your favorite queer person in your life, your closest queer person in your life. And if you don't have one, I have a whole episode with the incredible Sandy McIntyre where we talk about identity a lot. And even if you're not um, on a journey with, you know, your queer identity or your sexuality or your gender identity, um, but if you if this one hit for you and you're like, oh shit, I if that hit for you around the identity stuff, I want you to go and listen to that episode because It will open your eyes up to how to start to look at your identity. So rather than go into that, because we literally did like a whole episode around it, just really in the context of queerness, but there's so much gold in there that we can really learn, um, that all of you guys can learn from when it comes to identity. This is true for everybody. And whether you like, it's because I feel like straight cis people don't do this self-inquiry because they don't have to, but then they cut themselves off from, you know, all the possibilities of what they could be and what could happen. And they're not exploring their identity because we've been said, well, you're perfect. That's fine. That's you all great. You're normal. But guys, who the fuck wants to be normal? Do you really think that you living in your sole purpose is you're going to be normal? You're going to be a normie walking around the world just being really normal? I fucking doubt it. <laughs> like, I fucking doubt it. So your connection to your identity of who you are, right? Again, with the quotation marks, your deep connection with that and the fact that we cling onto that is what stops, is what blocks you and stops us all from living in alignment with our sole purpose because nine times out of 10, I wouldn't even say nine times out of 10. I'd be very pressed to find someone who just walks into the world and is in their purpose and everything just works out hunky fucking dory. That's just not many people's stories. And I don't think I've ever met a single person from mentors who are so on purpose. Everyone had to go through shit in order to uncover it. That's why I believe this is the meaning of life. Nobody is ever, I mean, literally try and find someone who knew from day dot what their sole purpose was and it all just came easy and no. Very, very, very rare, if ever. 
Okay. So understanding that an identity shedding, an identity shift is super, super important. And your connection to who you were is stopping you from becoming who you want to be and who you're meant to be and what your soul came here to be. That's a, that's a breakthrough for someone. And then last but not least, this is a bit more of a tangible one, which kind of helps as well with all of these is you're moving the thing that stops you, the the sixth thing that stops you and is blocking you from living in alignment with your soul purpose and what your soul came here to be is that you are moving from fear, not love. You are making decisions based in fear, not love. This is another one that I ask my clients daily, all the time when they're thinking about breaking up with their partner or moving cities or quitting that job or going for a new job or going on a date with this friend that they've been friends with for like 10 years, but I don't know, something might be there. I ask them, well, what would love do? What would fear do? Are you making this decision out of fear or love? Now, the thing about fear and love that I will say is um, fear, it's quite hard to, well, let me say this, love, choosing love or moving from love can be scary, which can be kind of fearful, right? And then fear, choosing fear can sometimes, uh, we can mistaken it for love because it's comfortable and it's easy, right? We know that. So that can sometimes feel like safety, security, that's love, right? So what I want you to remember very, very simply is that love, choosing love and being sure that you are moving from love, not fear and blocking yourself from living in alignment with your soul purpose is that love is always choosing yourself. Love is connected to your intuition. Love is connected to your desires. Love is honoring what you want, meeting a craving, a need, a deep, deep need, and a desire. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy and not scary, but it will always be the right choice. If we move from fear, stay the same, do nothing, um, say no to that amazing opportunity because, oh, well, uh, this person might think this or whatever. That is always going to be the wrong answer. And let me ask you this. Do you think living in alignment with your soul purpose, you'd be moving more with love or fear? I think it's a pretty easy question. It'd be love. So with that said, my deepest hope for you today after listening to this episode is that something something was stirred up within you today. Something felt like I said something today that hit a nerve. I hope that it did. And my prayer is that that gets to be an invitation for you to ask yourself, okay, what am I going to do about it? Okay, now what? 
okay, what could I do differently? And I want you to, whatever one hit you with you the most, maybe it was all six, I don't know, whatever it was that hit with you the most, I want you to write down three action steps, declare three actions that you are going to take to start moving from love, to let go of your identity that you've been clinging on to so hard, to get into a better relationship with your thoughts, to get your ego in the back seat, to stop taking responsibility for other people and stop controlling and wanting to and being obsessed with controlling the world. Okay? I can guarantee you that if you lean into just one, if not all of them, that you will begin to uncover and live more deeply in alignment with your soul purpose because you'll be braver. You'll be more vulnerable. You'll be more trusting in yourself. You'll see your own worth. You'll love yourself more deeply and you won't have any other option but to live in alignment with your soul purpose. And you'll know and feel equipped that you can do it. So with that said, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. And I want to remind you that this work is not easy. If you would like a partner in crime whilst doing this inner work, if you would like someone who is going to hold you in support, who is going to create a space for you to thrive and reflect back to your blind spots and move you into the momentum and keep you in that momentum of that fearless pursuit of self and living in alignment with what your soul came here to be. And you're ready once and for all to put the pedal to the metal and fucking go for it and get into the driver's seat of your own life and stop being a passenger, liberate yourself out of the passenger seat of your life. I want to invite you to coach with me one-on-one. We are opening up enrollment next week to the public. You have an opportunity to get in proximity with me specifically and have me help and serve you through that journey, a journey that I went on myself and can sit here and confidently say, whilst I am not perfect, I bumped up a lot against a lot of walls in my journey and my purpose and my passion and my mission is always for women to not be in pain for as long as I was. And that's why I coach. I'm here to help you gain speed and swiftness in your inner work journey into becoming what your soul came here to be. And if you do that inner work, I can assure you and you commit to it And that's what that container of one-on-one coaching really allows you to do is to get that support in that you will get there. So if you're wanting to, like I said, put the pedal to the metal, having a coach in your back pocket, having someone on your team to make sure that you are fearlessly pursuing yourself and cheer you on and strategize and make sure that you stay on the court. 
and also support you when you need to take a break and call you off the court too, yeah, to to support you. And I'm going to give you everything that I've learned in my journey to self-mastery, in self-awareness, in self-discovery, and self-empowerment that allowed me to live in alignment with my soul purpose and what my soul came here to be and fearlessly pursue myself, my desires every single day, authentically and unashamedly. So if you want that, stay tuned because on, um, on Monday, we're opening up enrollment and I'd love to have you inside and coaching with me. We've only got five spots. Oh, and lastly as well, this is the last time I'm ever going to be offering this one-on-one coaching container. So last, last chance. It's something I've been doing for almost two years now and it's time for me to evolve. Um, and do the one on uh, do the inner work in a different way for a different mission for a uh, not a different mission but for my next mission it's just it's evolving so I've decided that this is going to be the last round of one on one soulful self mastery coaching um it's going to be incredible and uh yeah if you want to ride let's ride um you can always DM me as well if you're like a fuck yes just DM me and we'll go from there um. But yeah, we open up doors on Monday. And then uh, lastly as well, we have uh, the Masterclass Mindset Mindset Mastery. Um, This is where I'm going to teach you how to do the inner work yourself. So doing the inner work is really about asking yourself the right questions. As a coach, that's really my job is to uh, support you and guide you through that self-inquiry so that you can empower yourself to make changes that are right for you. And so the inner work is really about touching base with your intuition and getting in conversation with yourself. So in Mindset Mastery, I'm going to be sharing with you the three um, the three tools and three sort of uh, ways in which you can start to master your own mindset and do that inner work through the questions that you ask yourself. So it's going to be a really, really powerful, powerful masterclass. It's free um, and it's open for enrollment and it's closing today um, because we have that masterclass tomorrow. So if you want to jump in and get some mindset mastery tools so that you can do this inner work and really start to um, hit the accelerator a little bit more in your inner work journey, this is going to be a really, really powerful class. So uh, go down to the link in the, in the description or the show notes, grab, um, that link and put your details forth. We'll send you all the information via email. It's going to be on zoom. It's going to be amazing. See you there. Um, and with all that said, thank you so much. I love you all so deeply. Please let me know if you enjoyed this episode, you can share it on your socials, tag me, DM me, I always like, please make sure you tag me. Sometimes I see that people share it and they don't tag me. And then I'm like, I can't thank you. <laughs> I can't thank you and talk to you about, you know, what you thought about the episode. Um, so make sure that you do that and you'll follow me all this on all the socials as well. Um, I love you so, so much. Um, I love serving you guys. I love empowering you. And um, I know that this is, that this was a big one. So With that, this is the Abracadabra podcast. I'm your host, Jazz Bori, and I'll see you in the next episode.